next time on Right on Cue. Japan takes down the United States to win the World Baseball Classic. Gwyneth Paltrow takes stand in the ski collision trial, becomes an instant meme. And Donald Trump does not get arrested. I don't really know what's going on with that. Next time on Right on Cue. What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, March 24th, 2023, second weekend of three in the NCAA Division I Men's College Tournament. What's going on? What's, what's, how are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn David Furness. I am the host, executive producer, and showrunner of this fine program, Quinn David Furness, presents the Beantown Podcast, now in its sixth year of existence. We're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago, where we are one of the top 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. And it's a chilly day. We, don't, we, we haven't had that really nice kind of 60-degree sun now, you know, go be by the lake for a couple hours kind of thing. You know, we, we've, we've had a couple days that aren't, you know, just terrible but you know we're talking it might kiss 50 and it'll be super windy today's uh, pretty cold yesterday was really cold so we're just kind of waiting it out here uh at the tail end of spring break today is the last day of spring break here uh for a lot of people here in chicago including all of the uh the college kids where i work we're going to be getting into a little bit of spring break trivia, just a very brief thing, nothing crazy. We've, we've had some more involved trivia questions in the last couple of weeks, and I think those... Uh, shout out, sorry, we are, my garage band cut out exactly when I was in the middle of saying a shout out to brother of the podcast, Walt Furness, which has got to be some sort of bad omen. I don't know. I think he's presenting on some sort of geological survey out in Colorado right now so hopefully that's not a bad sign but I did want to say shout out to brother of the podcast Walter Furness for emailing us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com and that's beantown being podcast at yahoo.com with his picks for last week's trivia which was all about uh, me telling you some March Madness teams and I wanted to know what city or more specifically what state and then bonus point what city they're from. Walt did really well. I think he got like 12 out of 16 right something like that. He won our grand prize uh, which is going to be forthcoming. Speaking of prizes I did not make any progress on mailing those stickers but here's the good news for you all. I have the stickers. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be getting shipped out before too long. Having Having spring break here would have been a good time to do that but uh, I just kept working and I completely forgot about it so that's about the state of our show you know spring break is is an interesting concept and we're going to be doing a little bit of trivia on that in a second but it made me think I was I was walking in here getting my my setup here I'm in my great podcast chair in the corner of our bedroom and I was smart enough actually we've been here we just re-signed our lease so we've been here for almost 10 months now and I was finally smart enough to actually I've mentioned this on the show before, but this pot or this podcast chair I have is wood, but it, you know, it's in the corner. So as it kind of shifts around when I'm sitting on it, or if I like kick it in the middle of the night, which, which happens when I go to the bathroom, it will, you know, scrape up the wall and the, you know, the wall is not in 
doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great either. I finally had the Foresight, F-O-R-E-S-I-G-H-T, something you're going to want to have when you're playing around at golf. I finally had the foresight to actually put a shirt over the back of the chair, over the back, a classic basketball penalty, one that I could never get when I was playing basketball because I was just so short playing down low that I didn't even really try to go for rebounds. I kind of just would jump straight up in the air and hope you get lucky. But so that we've got that whole new setup going on now, which is pretty exciting. But I, what I was trying to mention before, and before we mention that, I'll mention listener discretion is advice when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I think today's going to be fun. We're going to keep it light. Um, I'm drinking. I just got back from Jewel, and uh, I I had bopped in there after going, and we're going to get back to the original point, I promise. I bopped in there after uh, my run. This afternoon, I ran from uh, Lakeview all the way down to uh, Buckingham Fountain to get my gear, my packet pickup for the Shamrock Shuffle, which will be in about 36 hours or so from now. Uh, it's a great 8K run. It's super uh, well attended. It's fun. It's fast. We'll, hopefully, we'll get good weather. But I stopped. So I ran down there. I took the train back, went to Jewel to get our supplies for, for dinner tonight, turkey enchiladas. And then they also, I went upstairs to get a bottle of wine, which I also did. But they had a big clear out, closeout sale on a couple different things. One of them was a, a four-pack of Tall Boys. It's a Maplewood Winter Lager, I think is what it is. Yeah, Silver Morning Winter Lager. I'm sure I've had it before, but you know, I'm not wasn't super familiar with it. But they had the four pack of Tall Boys for I think it was five ninety nine or something. Um, and these are six point eight percent, so we're sipping on one. I was thinking I was going to get some vodka or something, but then I they had the clear out cart right in front of the elevators, and I was like, usually I usually I'm skeptical of those things. I just kind of move past it. I, I sort of move past it, but. Today, I was like, oh, they, these are actually some good ones. And if I had more hands, because they had a lot of these on sale, and I like the winter lagers, um, in a big sale, too. I mean, these regularly go for like 11 or 12 bucks at Jewel, so 50% off, essentially. So that's pretty exciting. So we're sipping on one of those right now. And even though winter has officially ended, spring is here. And uh, opening day for the Cubs is in less than a week. It's next Thursday, I believe, here at Wrigley. We're still going to get winter-ish temps here and there periodically all the way until more or less may is when you can officially like hang up the winter coats and not have to worry about it although you got to knock on wood here because i've gone to a crosstown classic game with friend of the show matt mcintyre uh, in june before at wrigley and dealt with snow and it's just not much fun so you never really know the original point i was trying to make here about spring break was Spring Breakers, which is a movie from maybe like, I don't know, eight years ago, something like that, is uh, it's a movie with James Franco and Vanessa Hudgens from uh, High School Musical and Selena Gomez, I believe. But it's an interesting one of those films, and there are other films in this category, and this is more of a subjective thing than anything else for, for my own mind, but it's one of those films where you see like... And I think I did see it once, but I don't remember anything about it. But you sort of see the ads for it. You see the trailer. You see the promo campaign. And you're kind of like, well, this movie is just going to be kind of like stupid. Like it's not going to be a good movie, right? You might want to go because 
you like Spring Breaker. You want to see scantily clad Selena Gomez. You know, whatever it is, your reason. But it's not one of those films where you're like, oh, the critics are going to eat this up. It's not only going to do well at the box office, but because of the eye candy. But it's going to actually be really well-reviewed. And then it turns out it was like a really well-reviewed film. Um, and I remember, you know, I watched it one time, and I don't recall having strong feelings one way or another. I think it's kind of a like a chaotic movie. We talked about Good Time with Robert Pattinson uh, and Safdie. Benny, I think, or Josh, one of those two. Last week, another kind of chaotic movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of, are there any other films that kind of fit into that category where everything you saw like leading up to it um you were kind of thinking like oh this is going to be just you know not a great film and then it turns out to not only be popular but the critics also love it that would be a good you know that would have been good if i had prepared for this show for more than 30 seconds in the shower uh, a couple minutes ago but if you have ideas on that or, you know, this, again, this is kind of a subjective thing. So let us know in the inbox, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast at yahoo.com. Again, we're really thinking about movies you thought were going to be terrible when you saw them uh, or when you saw like an ad or a trailer for the first time. And then it turns out that people really loved it. Um, The opposite of this would be like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender. An example of this would be like, uh, well, I don't know if anyone thought Avatar 2 Way of Water was going to be terrible, but I don't know if people were that jazzed about it. And then it, you know, made all that money, which everyone kind of knew, but then it also got nominated for Best Picture this year. And of course, I have not seen Avatar 2 Way of Water yet. But a great idea just came to me. Star Wars... Avatar crossover, you really don't have to do anything crazy with the kind of special effects because you already have in the Star Wars universe, you have Ayla Secura, easily the hottest Jedi out there. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, do a you know go to incognito mode and do a little Google Images search because you never know what you're going to find on the internet. Star Wars fans are a couple of things. One, they live in their mom's basements, except for me, and two, they're very horny. But to get back to my point here, here's the the crossover. Here's where the pun comes into play, which will lead me somewhat nicely into my next segment here today. Uh, Avatar Two: The Way of Watto. Okay, it could be ta- it could be on Tatooine because if if I have one criticism of the Star Wars universe in general, it's that we haven't spent enough time on Tatooine. But Way of Watto, it could be. I'm thinking Young Watto. Okay, we had Young Sheldon on CBS. Now we get Young Watto on Disney Plus. And he could be, you know, his humble beginnings, you know, an episode or a chapter of the show could be Watto finds his wings. Every time a every time a pod race uh, or a pod racer fires up, Watto finds his wings. It could be something like that. We're definitely going to get some good Sebulba content. And then we'll have to figure out ways. I guess there could be like you know, the Navi were, you know, living peacefully uh, on Tatooine with the Tusken Raiders, and then the Empire came in, and they, they messed that up, although I guess Young Watto was before the Empire. So there's there are some storyboard things that we're going to have to work out here. We'll see if we get the Safdie brothers on board. It could be chaotic. But what it's going to lead into, we're going to leave Avatar 2 Way of Watto uh, behind for now because we're going to plow ahead here. And also, in case you haven't, if you haven't figured this one out 12 minutes in, it's going to be your classic 
Beantown podcast episode where we just kind of meander semi-aimlessly and then eventually it's you look down at your watch and it's like did I really listen to this crap for 35 40 minutes and the answer is probably not based off of our uh our listener numbers it's likely that you did not in fact listen to this but for those of you who did listen to it we thank you very much it's not really a pun a pun a pun but it is something fun it's our palindrome of the day you know we're gonna we're moving forward as a podcast. We're growing. We're expanding. Um, my belt line is expanding. Or my waistline. One thing that we're going to need to add in here, I think, as palindrome of the day becomes a very popular segment, is some sort of theme music or a jingle or some of some kind. Really, you know, I need to spend. And I know I've been bitching about this for a hundred episodes, but I need to invest some significant time and energy into figuring out an exact software slash platform I can use for the Beantown podcast in the future. Cause this, God bless it. This, this old Mac baby, that could be my new show. This old house. No, this old Mac is not going to last forever. We are hitting the 10 year mark now, more or less. I think I literally purchased it um, in March or April of, of 2013, my senior year of high school. So we are at the 10 year mark. And you can see, I mean, I, I pull it out once a week for a garage band, which is like 90% solid. But it's just, it's not only like, oh, my Mac's getting old and garage band isn't always super reliable. It's just, there are so many more things I could do. And one thing I really love in a lot of, uh, a lot of just shows I follow in various mediums do this sort of thing is having a really like funny and dynamic soundboard, essentially where you can, you know, they call them drops, um, but, you know, jingles, sounds, that sort of thing. You just, you press a button and you have a library of things. You can pull it up really quickly. Like, I love that. And as someone who's been doing a podcast for, gosh, we're at like 270 shows now, it seems like something that we could add into the mix. Um, I don't know. I think it would be fun. Uh, so that's that's that. Before we get to our palindrome of the day, I guess we'll we'll say that it's it's brought to you by our good friends out in the country, the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Whether you are listening from Karachi, Hyderabad, um, the uh, Tibetan Plateau, wherever it is you are listening to our show from, thank you for making us, excuse me, the one hundred and twelfth ranked comedy podcast in the nation. A lot of belching here in the nation of Pakistan. Uh, very, very happy to bring you this great palindromic situation, if you will. So here we go. Our palindrome of the day today is, drumroll please, Evil Olive. Evil Olive is today's palindrome of the day so there you go i feel like we need you know now we need like an applause button or something but evil olive is today's palindrome of the day based on your your love or or disdain for uh i guess disdain really of of greek dishes and athena and all that good stuff you might always think that olives are evil not me i'm a big i'm a huge olive head olive oil Olive, uh, black olives, green olives, Kalamata olives, K-A-L-A-M-A-T-A olives. It's all good stuff. I don't really discriminate. I will say I'm an OG black olive head, if we're being honest here. I know they're salty, like eating it out of a can and stuff, but 
literally a can of olives is something I could just, I could grab my can opener, tear that top off, baby, like I'm on spring break and just demolish the whole can. I don't know if I've ever actually done that in like one sitting or one night before. I don't find myself frequently strolling down the olive aisle uh, at my local Greek grocery store, but I, I totally could do that. And I've come around to greens. I used to always avoid greens as a kid, not just green olives, but just general greens, uh, except for Mr. Green, who I would always play as in Clue. But, you know, your your leafy vegetables, your broccolis, your broccolinis, your broccoli slaws, all of the greens, essentially, and I could go on and on. There are other foods that are green, but I have come around to green olives now, and anytime I get the chance at a restaurant or wherever to order olives as an appetizer, um, I'll, I'll take that chance, baby. Huge, huge olive head. So, we've... What I was trying to say before GarageBand cut out was that we settled the score on olives today, and if we had girlfriend of the show, Rachel Ramos, on uh, to sort of debate this, she might have a different take. I will say, we uh, we asked Rachel before we started recording if she had any good book tips, and she didn't. Uh, she did have one that she only gave two stars, and I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was the Old Testament, but just generally, it was it was two stars. So just be careful, be cautious when you're out there uh, picking out books to read in the future. Try to stick to the New Testament. Honestly, the God in the Old Testament, he's kind of spooky. He does the whole, uh, I don't know what chapter this is in, but they've recreated in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're spooky ghouls. And that was another garage band cutout. We are having a rough day. It is it is tough sledding here on the Beantown Podcast today from a production standpoint. Essentially, what I was trying to say before my great story got interrupted by technology was the Nazis lift the top of the Ark of the Covenant, all those spooky ghouls go out, and then they melt the faces of the Nazis off. And apparently, if you just close your eyes and don't look, then you're saved, which is pretty neat. Uh, so again, I don't know if that was like a, you know, is that like an Obadiah or a Joel or Hosea kind of story? Because it seems like one of the later things after the whole Israelites debacle, D-E-B-A-C-L-E, but I I digress here. I want to give a quick shout out to our amazing sponsors, first and foremost, and let me pull up our great ad copies here so we'll get it right because they deserve at least once a month to have a great Ad copy read. Uh, our good friends at Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth? Especially in this market, folks. You, There is opportunity to be made. I know because I will never be able to afford a house. All because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I've got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's <laughs> new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling. And that's important. You got your AC units are going to be pumping with global warming and, you know, it's going to be a thousand degrees every day pretty soon here. So you don't want to sleep on those AC units. Uh, heating and cooling, plumbing, and so much more. We had our water shut off for an hour in the entire building this morning because someone 
uh, clogged the pipes, apparently. Not not I. Uh, Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a certified safe home inspector that you can trust, call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. I also want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clear audio quality that you can trust if you're trying to listen to the great story of the uh, Ark of the Covenant being you know, absconded with by Nazis and their faces getting melted off, whatever book that is from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and wherever you want to turn the page to, because the Bible is like a zillion pages. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, our good friends, the Cuts Pie Q, barbershop, boutique, hairstylist, all in one, uh, neck shave massage supreme experience everything's got to be an experience these days everything is a subscription model you know they do the it's like the harry's or whatever or just for men um now it's dollar shave club that's what it is where they do like the subscription box i never understood the appeal of the whole like men's grooming subscription box because it's like, oh, we'll send you a couple of razors and cream and all that stuff every month. And I guess if you are like an old school razor person who shaves every day, then maybe then it's worth it. But it's expensive too. And the whole like, and I know this is, you know, where this this used to be the norm and it's just not anymore. But it's it's crazy to me that this used to be a thing every day. And I'm sure it's not like this used to be. There are still millions and millions of people who do this. It just... I can't imagine making time for it in my schedule. People who shave every day, especially if you're shaving with like an actual razor and shaving cream, I guess you just make it part of your like shower routine. But, you know, I'm a go, go, go kind of guy. I don't have an extra like five minutes to apply all the, the shaving cream and do the shaving. Not to mention I would, you know, always worry about cutting myself. It's not that hard until all of a sudden just like something random happens and all of a sudden you're like, well, how did that happen? And then you're bleeding everywhere. And then you're late for work. You get fired. You you live on the streets. You're homeless. You can you concoct. Uh, that's not the right word. You conceive. Nope. There's some sort of word meaning that you something becomes of you uh, or comes into you, if you will. That doesn't sound right. Uh, but I can't recall what that word is. Uh, you you can you contract. That's what it is. It's a tricky verb because it looks exactly the same as contract, but they mean completely different things. You contract, you know, staphylococcus, and next thing you know, you're dead. So that's frankly why I don't shave. I just well, I do, but not every day, and certainly not with a manual razor. So the whole monthly subscription men's grooming box is not for me. I'll stick with my electric shaver that I've had for like four years. Thank you very much. But at Cuts by Q, we pull out all the stops. Here's the thing. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, just a little different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. 
From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. A quick shout out while we're on the topic of singing, and then we're going to do a little spring break trivia, and then I think we're just going to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, Summerfest, they had been kind of periodically, well, Summerfest and Lala, uh, Summerfest had been um, periodically dropping some of their big like amphitheater headliners. Basically, you pay to get in, and then you pay extra to get to that concert. I've been to that once. I saw the Killers, uh, well, Death Cab open for the Killers. Uh, with friend of the show Sam Anderson once, uh, maybe in like 2019, maybe. But Rachel and I uh, went to Summerfest last year. Another cutout. That's four or five. What I'm trying to say, the third weekend they do Summerfest in three weekend installments now: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, has War on Drugs. I'm pumped. I mean, let me try to get the full like lineup for you here for that third weekend. I mean, the other weekends have some good stuff too. Um, but this third weekend alone, I mean. It's got, and there's still TBA for one of the headliners that you would pay extra for, but imagine dragons. I know there's some big dragon heads on this show. Smokey Robinson, Fleet Foxes, The Crown Jewel themselves, War on Drugs. Pretty rec- pretty reckless is there like every year. I don't really care about them, but one band that I have become a fan of, Not I'm not a super fan, but I would... And I am going to absolutely see them because I'm excited for it. Japanese breakfast sticks, right? Come sail away. Come sail away. Scotty McCreary, of course. Smash Mouth, although I learned two things that are interesting about Smash Mouth. One less interesting. The one less interesting thing is uh, they're at the exact same time as War on Drugs. I won't actually see them. The more interesting thing is that um, their lead singer, Steve, whatever his name is, Hartwell, who's known for a myriad of issues, uh, has actually left the band as of a couple months ago. So he's no longer there. Uh, so I don't really care. Um, there's a lot of people. Rachel is 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 psyched about. Um, one guy I didn't know up until like two weeks ago, Andy Schaff. Uh, I've listened to a couple of his songs. I'm excited for that. I didn't even realize that the first time I looked through. So um, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. It's uh, And of course, you can buy, if you buy passes right now, Actually, the nine-day, the full summer pass is cheaper than just a weekend pass. I think it's 55 right now. I actually got to do that like tonight before they uh, raise those prices again. But, you know, it's like 50, $55 if you want to go three days or even nine days. We won't because we don't live in Milwaukee. But we'll go up there for that last weekend. We got an Airbnb that's, you know, nothing crazy but semi semi-reasonable price-wise within walking distance, which is nice. Um, you end up spending a lot of money, you know, while you're in there for food and drink and stuff, but you can like load up in pregame and it's just, I mean, heck, I mean, it's for, for nine days, $55 right now to Summerfest. I would spend honestly double that just to see the war on drugs. Uh, and that's just me personally, but they are spectacular. So Summerfest has dropped their lineup. Of course, Lala dropped their lineup this past week, although Lala does not have the specific days yet. Um, I've never been to Lala, maybe one day this year, although just, you know, it's just crazy to me, like $55 for nine days of Summerfest. If you bought the four day pass for Lala right now, it's like 370, I think. 
and one day passes are usually like 120, which I don't think are on sale yet. So I don't know. I would not be opposed to going if it was a you know someone I really loved, but there's nothing in the Lala lineup where I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta see that. I mean, there's some bands where I think it'd be cool to see, like the Chili Peppers, but I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, I'd much rather watch a War on Drugs set than the Chili Peppers, even though I think you know Chili Peppers are iconic. So that's coming up uh, in July. If anyone wants to go hang out in Milwaukee with us. We could fit a uh, air mattress on the floor of our Airbnb. It is it is pretty Spartan. It's like a studio apartment, but we're gonna make it work. It's gonna be fun. So that's you know something to look forward to this summer. But you know, spring break is winding down. It is ending. Uh, I will say this week was much more just kind of chill in general than the last couple weeks, and I I do appreciate that. Um, I never you know I've never had. A crazy spring break. You associate spring break, of course, with the you know the wild trips, the beaches, the sand, the you know crazy drinks, just inhibition let loose. Inhibition is kind of a cool word. I n h i b i t i o n. Inhibition. But no, when I was and you know I think spring break too is mostly like a college associated thing. Because once you are not in school anymore, spring break doesn't really exist. But I don't know. I never, you know, I, two things, I guess. One, I was never really part of, you know, like a very, like, close friend group, like a fraternity or something, uh, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's spring break, so we're all going to go to South Padre Island or, you know, Fort Lauderdale or something. So that was just, like, never, I never had that group. And then, two, I was just always scraping by, like, it was in that fortunate position where I wasn't taking on debt, which is nice as a college student, but I was simultaneously then, then you're like, you know, it's like you're doing every single thing you can to keep your head above water, working crazy odd jobs, long shifts, odd hours. And so most of the time spring break because, and actually I have no recollection of my first year of college because I wasn't working outside of doing church stuff, but anything after that was just let me pick up extra shifts. Let me work, you know, 40 hours. Cause you could work up to 40 hours as a student. And I certainly did that, um, in undergrad and in grad school. Um, and it's one of those things like in, in retrospect in hindsight, would you have done it differently? And I think the answer is like knowing what I knew at the time and not only knowing, but just like being in the financial situation I was at the time where like, if I work 40 hours, at, you know, didn't make that much back then, but like $12 an hour, it's like I could go spend, I don't know, six, 700 bucks total on a spring break vacation and have fun. Or I could make whatever the math on 40 times 12 is, I guess that's like $550, something like that. Um, what is it actually? Let's pull out our handy-dandy calculators here. Today on the Bean Town Podcast, Quinn tries to do math. 40 times 12, $480. So that's a swing of like $1,000, right? And, or, yeah, roughly $1,000. And it's just like, well, yeah, you could have had that great spring break experience. But the other side of that coin is, one, that option was never really on the table for me. Two, like having a, you know, a plus gain, a net gain of $1,000 is huge when, you're, you know, either not paying rent or your monthly rent as a sophomore was like, 
I don't know, what was it, like 340, 350 when I was in grad school. It was probably like 420, 430. So, you know, we're talking like this might sound dramatic, but like life-changing money. So got to do what you got to do. I don't know. I don't have any regrets, right? I've been to Florida. I've been to, uh, you know, Galveston. Actually, I don't know if I've been to Galveston. I haven't been to South Padre Island. That's kind of the, starting to slur our words a little bit here. South Padre Island. That's kind of the big spring break destination. But I will say this. Rachel and I are going to Cancun. I have never been to Mexico before. In all these years, in 28 years of traveling, um, I'm going to Cancun. And then I'm also, like a couple weeks after that, like a month after that, I'm going to San Diego, which is basically Mexico. If you look on the map, so we're taking some some big trips out to the west, which I haven't gotten to do. I haven't been, I haven't been west generally since uh, I went to. You all remember this? My great road trip out west. It was like a four four day five day sprint from Phoenix to Sedona to Flagstaff to hiking the Grand Canyon at four a.m. and getting chased by a ram to you know Vegas Bakersfield. Uh, up Mount McKinley partway, not part, I drove, and then uh, L.A. and Santa Monica Pier and all that good stuff. That's the last time I went west, which was a year and a half ago. So I'm excited to go back. I'm not excited about sitting there crammed on those long flights, but, you know, got to do what you got to do sometimes to see some new things. So Rachel and I are going to have our own little spring break. It's going to be a little bit later than most spring breaks occur. But on that note, we are going to finish up today with our spring break trivia. And like most weeks, it's not something that I've actually taken the time to write out. So bear with me as I try to formulate a uh, a cohesive question here. But I'm, I'm, I'm digging, I'm, I'm taking this right from the spring break Wikipedia page. So we really did some hardcore research here, but if you're curious what it, you know, kind of how it starts, there's no, there's no tricks in, in today's trivia question. It's pretty simple, but the article starts spring breaks, a vacation period, including Easter holidays, definitely not this year, in early spring at universities and schools, which started in the 1930s in the U.S., but already existed in Europe since the late 1800s. It's now observed in many other countries as well. Yada, 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 associated with great partying, Easter, reading week, reading period, whatever. Okay, so here is your question. This ties into last week's trivia question. That's the beauty of the Beantown podcast. We're always building bridges. Okay, so here, here, is, uh, here is how I'm going to formulate this. It's just going to be like fill in the blank, okay? And it's probably... I don't know how to gauge the difficulty on this. I don't think it's like, a, oh, yeah, obviously this is right. But I don't think it's, you know, crazy hard either. So I'm getting, I'm going to have to stop before I read the full sentence because the ending kind of gives it away. But here it's going to be fill in the blank. You tell me what goes in this blank. In the mid-1930s, a blank coach from Colgate University, which is the connection to last week, decided to take his team down to Florida for some early training Okay, and then I cut it off there because if I, I, I couldn't figure out a way to say the last part without giving it away. But he took the team down to sunny Fort Lauderdale, okay? So, again, I'm trying to figure out what sport did this guy coach. They didn't even name the guy. 
disrespect on Wikipedia. So again, in the mid-1930s, a blank coach from Colgate University decided to take his team down to Florida for some early training in sunny Fort Lauderdale. Okay, and the uh, the one piece of this clue that I, or the sentence that I cut out because I couldn't figure out a way to kind of phrase it, it'll be your clue. A lot of you have probably figured it out by now, but here is your clue. Um, I'm not, I'm just going to use one term, hyphenated term, Olympic size. Okay, so there's your clue in case you, you were thinking, well, maybe, you know, early training for, you know, spring or summer, maybe it's going to be, lacrosse or a big croquet tournament or darts nope think olympic sized so if you need more time to pontificate or figure out what you want to guess uh you can do that by hitting the pause button on your player fm or your spotify or cast box or your uh, apple podcast or your spotify player right now but i will tell you right now that in the mid 1930s, a swimming coach from Colgate University took his team down to Florida for some early training at a brand new Olympic-sized pool in sunny Fort Lauderdale. The idea clicked with other college swim coaches, and soon the spring training migration became an annual tradition for swimmers nationwide. Okay, and I'm pretty sure, shout out to dad of the podcast and uh, owner of Home Pride Oregon, Steve Furness, maybe took some spring break swimming trips to uh, Hawaii or Jamaica or both. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it originally originated in the United States, at least not Europe, because apparently that was a thing before uh, when swimming teams wanted to get some early training in uh, heated areas. So that's what I had for you all today on the Beantown podcast. We got multiple birthday parties tomorrow, so those will be fun. And then Sunday, wish me luck. As I run the Shamrock Shuffle, I got my little warm-up run in today. Ran about seven miles from home to downtown to get my stuff. Should be nice. I don't think it's going to be an amazing day, but I don't think it's going to be terrible either. So bring a sweater. And uh, it's mostly all just downtown. So if you're in downtown Chicago, come cheer us on. Uh, Of course, Beantown Race Team. I've been thinking for a while, a lot of people have like race teams and they'll be like neighborhood based or like, you know, rich people will have certain, not rich people, but just runners will have certain teams they belong to. I think we need to start a one-man Beantown racing team. We just need some 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 branded custom gear, which uh, shouldn't be too hard to do. So that's what we're doing on Sunday, and then a whole new week starts as we dig into somehow April is, I mean, April 1st is, what, next Saturday or something? I mean, it's coming up fast. April, maybe we need an April Fool's Day um, an April Fool's Day uh, Beantown podcast episode. I don't know exactly what that's going to entail, but it might happen. So just be ready. We might play the entertainer backwards or something. If I had the technology for that, I would do it. Guys, that's what I had for you today. I am done. I'm going to go watch some March Madness. Big games tonight. A lot of people have Alabama winning the whole thing. They're playing in the Sweet 16 versus someone... I know it's Creighton versus Princeton. It's Alabama versus, oh, San Diego. I think San Diego State is underrated. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, my pick to win it all, the Texas Longhorns versus Xavier Musketeers. It's going to be a hell of a game. And then the fourth one is something else. I can't even remember. Let's find out. 
listeners with. No one is actually listening to this before the game starts, but Miami versus Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston, another popular pick. Last night was kind of the warm-up. You had Gonzaga versus UCLA, which was a big game for brackets. Everything else was kind of like, eh, whatever. Tonight is huge. I mean, Alabama, Houston, and Texas, all very common picks. I think Creighton versus Princeton is only big for the, like, Nebraska diehards who just rode Princeton Princeton all the way, which I get, um, because the door has suddenly opened up for them to win it all. But that's what's going on. That's March Madness. We'll come back to you next week with another brand new edition of Quinn David Ferns Presents the Beantown Podcast. Sorry for the garage band crap outs, but we did the best with what we could. Thank you so much for listening. Happy spring break. I hope everyone is having a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.